Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of this podcast and the network, and that's Magic City Casino. you got to go check out the High. That's J-A-I. It is a new South Florida entertainment experience. Now, High Lie is not a new thing. That's a really cool thing. You can go bet on it. But what they've done with the High is they've turned it into a nightclub. So you can watch the High Lie. You can bet. But there's also indoor lawn games. There's also a full bar. There's a full restaurant. There's television to watch. Watch all the football games if that's what you want to do or the exhibition basketball games that are coming up. It's every Friday and Saturday night. you got to go check out the high at Magic City Casino. Now, here's the deal with this episode today. We're going to be doing a bunch of episodes from up at training camp at Kaiser University in West Palm. I'm coming to you here on Tuesday, and I was at training camp today. And so the first part of this that you're going to hear is a training camp report that I did on what we call 305 Live on YouTube. YouTube, on our YouTube channel and on Twitter. I did that with Alejandro Villegas of Cinco Rizonas. I never pronounced his name correctly, but that's basically a 10-minute report. So you get everything that you need to know about what happened at training camp today. But after that, because of the news on James Johnson today and him missing out on his conditioning test, well, he took it, but he didn't pass it. We decided that we're going to give you a little bit earlier than we expected our interview that we did with James Johnson for the Five on the Floor podcast on Media Day on Monday. So first, me with Alejandro Villegas and then James Johnson. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, aka Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. Andrew Villegas with Ethan Skolnick, who is uh, in West Palm right now. He, the Miami Heat, first day of Heat Camp, of course, there at Kaiser University. And Ethan was very excited. We almost saw him running in the conditioning with the Miami Heat guys. I know uh, you all are waiting for more information on the Miami Heat since the other teams just are not as good. So let's talk to Ethan a little bit. Ethan, how are you? Uh, how was that first day of camp? I'm good. Well, for me, it was a little bit exhausting. No, it was fine. Actually, you hear some bouncing in the background. Yes. The guys decided to come in and use the gym after the heat left. So they just finished up. We just had media availability. Uh, the only two players that didn't participate today, one of them was expected, which was Kelly Olenek, still getting over that knee injury, probably going to be a couple of weeks at the very least before we see him. But also James Johnson. That one was a bit of a surprise. You know, we I sat down with James Johnson for a podcast yesterday, talked about how well conditioned he was, and today he apparently – you know, was informed that he'd failed the conditioning test. So I don't think that it's uh, I don't think it's a long term thing here. I was told he's not being fined. He's not being suspended. This isn't like what would happen with Antoine Walker or James Posey 13 years ago. But it is a little bit disappointing. James was coming off of, you know, a situation where he didn't play very well last year. He talked to us about 
about that yesterday. He had problems with his conditioning. We thought he was in shape. Apparently he's not. And, you know, again, for a guy who's making 30 million plus over the next two years of his contract, they need to get something out of him. So not a great start, but I'd expect him up here in the next couple of days. Okay. And what else? Uh, because I, I saw you talking to Justice Wislow, talking about the using both hands, maybe. What was it, what he said about it? Well, yeah, it's interesting. It's been something I've been watching on his workout videos and also when he's been doing kind of the pro-ams is that I've noticed him using both hands, the right hand, uh, a little bit more, you know. And so, you know, I think it's important for him. If he's going to play point guard, teams are going to overplay him. He's got to be able to go both directions. And his answer to me was, yeah, he's like, I dare them to overplay me. I want <laughs> you to force me right. You know, he's a confident guy. He's expressed that all offseason. He wants to be the point guard. But you have to be able to do that in this league. You got to be able to go both ways. You got to be able to finish with both hands. We saw him do that a little bit better last year. But you have to be able to use both hands. And he did say that was an emphasis. I saw him working on it a little bit today, and that's why I asked him about it. The other thing that I asked as far as a, 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 you know, a technical basketball question was Deion Waiters. You know, I got a little bit of time alone with Deion after. He's and, in shape. You know, yeah, right. he's in shape. I will say that. He is in great shape, and he's, he's in great spirits. And he's only got two years left on that deal. So this is all positive for him. But the thing about the end of last year when he came back, he was jacking up a ton of threes. Now, it wasn't a huge problem because he was making a decent percentage, about 36 37%, but that's not really what they need from him, to be shooting 11 to 13 times per game from three. They need three-point spacers, but if he's going to be doing that, it's going to be sort of slowing up the offense and taking them out of what they want to do. So I asked him, I said, are you going to sort of get back to more of a mix this year? He says he would. He says it's just what teams were giving him last year. Now, I would expect them to give them him that even more if he shows the ability to get to the basket again. So not enough free throws last year. He told me he's healthy. He thinks he can get to the rim more often. And again, if he can, he gives this team a different dimension than they had last season, and he'll be a good complement to Butler. But it can't just be all threes. Third person I got a chance to talk to alone a little bit today, and this will be on a podcast, was Goran Dragic. Very simple question for Goran. Can you still play at an all-star level? He says yes. He still believes he can Well, he start. can't say otherwise, right? Well, he can't say otherwise. You're right. But, but it's the way he's saying it. I, I think, you know, I asked him, I said, after last season, it's really the first season he's missed that much time with injury. Yeah. After last season, does this one feel a little bit different? What did you work on this summer? He said it was just all about getting healthy. That's all that really mattered to Goran last, uh, this offseason was getting healthy. But he feels if he's healthy, he can still do a lot of the things that he used to do. So this is the most interesting battle on this team. How do the guard positions play out? You know Jimmy's likely going to start at the three. Who are going to be the two guards? Is it going to be Goran and Justice, who don't really fit that well together? Is it going to be Goran and Dion? I don't think it can be because I don't think at this point you can put Justice Winslow on the bench and expect him to develop. No. Is it going to be Dion and Justice? That's probably the most likely until Tyler Harrow is ready. But if they're going to do that, Alejandro, does Goran accept a role that I think is perfect for him, a six-man role? Get back to what he did early in his career. I think he could be a six-man-of-the-year candidate in 23 to 26 minutes a game. Dwayne Wade did it. Will Goran agree to do it? I think that's... Well, he should. Now, if you compare it that way, he should. Now, if you right. play if you play both uh, Waiters and Justin Winslow at the same time, you're not worried. It may be Waiters taking too much oh, yeah. time oh, yeah. with worried. the ball or too many shots. <laughs> oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm more, I'm more worried about, <laughs> about Dion than I am about Jimmy. Jimmy's not that high usage a player uh, for a superstar. In fact, I asked uh, Spo about that yesterday. He's really not. He, he doesn't have one of those high 20s usage rates. He's a playmaker as much as he is. But Dion, we know, can be a playmaker, but Dion likes to shoot. 
And what you don't want on this team, it's not so much Justice getting shots that I'm worried about. It's the ball not being in Justice's hands and him standing in the corner. I I don't want to see, I don't think Heat fans want to see Justice Winslow, even though he's 38% from three, I don't think they want to see Justice Winslow standing in the corner as a spot-up shooter. He needs to be a playmaker this year. He's a good passer. He's been seeing the floor better. These are good problems to have. They have options, but it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Talking about a playmaker, uh, today you've got to see the first time uh, of Jimmy Butler finally open to the public. How was his first day of camp? Well, it wasn't that open to the public. We got to see basically one shot, which was Myers Leonard uh, draining a shot from three like his wife Elwood. And, uh, and, and that, that was basically... Both hands. Uh, and, and, right, and then we saw conditioning. And I think this was purposeful. In front of the media, the three guys running were UD, Jimmy, and Dion uh, on the side. I, I think that's purposeful. I think UD is making a point with Dion right now. I think they both are. But also, um, when they when they just ran the, the, the suicide sprints, the guy who was beating everybody else, Tyler Harrow. In fact, not only was he beating everybody else, he was looking back to see who was behind him. Okay, so, so it's little, safe to say that he's the fastest guy on the team? Uh, he's fast for a white dude, I'll say that. Uh, what? But... <laughs> But, but I, I think what I, I think what's safe to say, Alejandro, is he is he is. I think he has bought in. Let's just put it that way. Like I think he's trying to. You're talking about culture, even though you don't want to say it. Let's say right, attitude. Say Let's it, say I'm attitude. Say uh, he has the right. I said it twelve times today. I'm not saying he has the right attitude to fit with this group. But this group, no culture, no culture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else of the culture or? of the attitude you saw today there? Well, I mean, I just think Jimmy is is really acclimating uh, well. I, I noticed on the side that, you know, when what we got to see, that Pat pulled Jimmy aside and they were mm-hmm. speaking for five or six minutes. And, and that's significant to me. And, and the reason it's significant to me is because I felt that one of the things that always frustrated Pat during the Big Three era was he didn't have a lot of those conversations with LeBron. I, I don't feel that the relationship that Pat developed with Zoe, with Patrick Ewing, with Magic as the coach, and then Dwayne to a degree as a coach and then as a president, it never really happened with LeBron the way that I think Pat wanted it to. I think Pat looked at it and LeBron was his crowning achievement in terms of who he brought in. And LeBron was open to it, but I don't, they had, I remember, always remember the question, I remember asking Pat, at the end about LeBron, well, this is when actually he made the comment that sort of drove LeBron off, the, the get a grip and all the rest of this. Uh, and he said that he and, he and LeBron had a texting relationship. I think he wants more than a texting relationship with Jimmy. And and Jimmy's buying into it. Jimmy was up at 3.30 in the morning today. He's looking for a paddleball court to beat somebody's ass up here in West Palm Beach. <laughs> and and I just think he's embracing it. I think I think he speaks the same language as Spo. We've had that conversation. So I think that's very positive. So to me, that would be my final takeaway from today is just, you know, that Jimmy, I think, is, uh, is into it. And I think guys are taking his lead. And the other thing is obviously... James Johnson needs to get in shape. Like, I, I, you know, I, 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 we had a nice conversation with him yesterday, but, you know, you're one of the highest paid guys on the team. Yeah. And, and you're a vet. And, and you got to be in shape. And injury aside or not, excuse or not, you know, the Heat made a point of this. You know, the Heat could have not told us, okay? They do that with a lot of stuff. They could have not told us. But they do. They told they told us before practice opened. Yeah. So what do you think that is? I, I, I think it's a message. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I think it's a message. I think it's this is going to be, uh, you know, you know. I think that's it's this is going to be a very different situation with this team. I don't think they're taking any shit, basically. Uh, Alex Lido has a question here. He kept talking about his explosiveness being back. That was yesterday at the uh, media day. How did he look today? Well, well, we we didn't we didn't see much. If he's talking, if, if Alex is talking about Dion, Alex, be explicit. If Alex is talking about <laughs> talking about Lario, if Alex is talking about Dion, uh, I mean, he looked good to me in what I saw. But again, we didn't see a lot. We saw a couple plays. You know, that's all about what they're going to give us. We saw them running up and down the floor. We got to see. Uh, what's always interesting to me after these practices is interaction. Who is communicating with who? He says JJ, but JJ is not in shape, so he didn't practice he's today, right? Shape, he's not here, Alex. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, 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 to me it's about, you know, who's interacting with who, who's taking who under their wing, who's putting in the extra work. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the whole Heat Brain Trust was basically here. You know, Andy was here. Nick was here. I didn't see yeah. Nikki, but uh, Pat was here. You know, and Adam Simon was here. So they're all here and, and they're going to be here all week. And they're staying over at a very nice hotel. I'm not going to mention which, but a very nice hotel in the Palm Beach area, which, which uh, you know, I might go get a drink at later. But, <laughs> but, but. Uh, well, you, you have to do the challenge. You, you put it on uh, the Five Reasons Twitter. Drink every time Justin Winslow says culture. So you. You're gonna have right. to do it. I'm just gonna drink every time that I say <laughs> culture. That's all. That's it. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. That's All right, what's yeah. what's the rest of the schedule for the week so people know uh, where to so, so where to expect content from you? Yeah, I, I will not be up here tomorrow, I don't believe. Um, daughter's furniture is arriving. That takes precedence. <laughs> so I missed it the other day. I will not be here today, but we will have people here. Um, I'm not sure exactly who, but we've got a collection of people, uh, whether it's Zach Buckley or uh, Chris Maddox, May Make It, Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo. I don't know if you got you guys coming up. Or is this is that the plan? Uh, it's, it's hard. We have to work in the mornings here in, in Miami. Yeah, I know. And it's like it's, <laughs> it, it, it's like a different country for you guys down in Miami. That's yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, for me from Lauderdale, it's not so bad. But yeah, I'll, I'll be up here. I'll be at practice Thursday, Friday, and I'll be at the scrimmage on Saturday. Check out at Five Reasons Sports, at Ethan J. Skolnick, fivereasonsports.com. Got a new column about Eric Spolster. We got a bunch of podcasts going up. Uh, we had some Five on the floor. Five on the floor. We had some audio difficulties yesterday, but we will we are patching that stuff together. So you'll hear from Myers Leonard, uh, also uh, likely from Derek Jones Jr. Probably not James Johnson now. That one we might have to shelve. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, well, because he lied to you guys. Casey, he says, no, I'm fine. Lied, <laughs> he certainly didn't tell the whole truth. Okay. So, uh, so there you go. But thanks, Alhazer. Appreciate you. All right. I think they're going to kick my ass out. Yeah. See you. See you guys later. Bye.
We'll get back to our episode here in a second. But one thing that you know, if you followed me, is that I'm old. I've been doing this since 1996. That was my first year covering the Miami Heat. When you get old, you get out of shape. And that's what was happening to me. It wasn't enough for me just to go to the gym because all I'll do there is exercise my Twitter fingers. I needed someone to push me a little bit. I reached out to Jose from Evolution of Fitness, and you should too. It's not just a workout for you there. It's like a total nutrition program and everything else. And as someone who used to drink six Coca-Colas a day, I definitely need that. So reach out to Jose. I'm not posting workout selfies. I will just tell you I look and feel better than I did a few months ago. Give him a call at 754-423-1153. That's 754-423-1153. Reach out to Jose, Evolution of Fitness. Make sure you mention Ethan or five reasons so he knows where you came from and maybe he'll take it easy on you, but probably not. Welcome back to the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're still here at Miami Heat Media Day sitting under this event. We decided to bring James Johnson here to cool off a little bit. <laughs> uh, JJ, appreciate you joining us. I, I guess the big question that the Heat fans would have is how how do you feel and how close are you to being the guy that we saw you know prior to last year when you were putting up those kind of numbers whether it was coming off the bench or whether it was when you got a, you know a shot as a starter at the end of that season how do you because I know you're not a guy who likes to talk about the things that are bothering you and sometimes things get confused because of that because you don't like to talk about this stuff how close are you to that? Uh, I think I'm 100% you know I think I was close at the end of last season Yep. Um, I think when we when we look at this team this year, the depth jumps out, right? And I think one of the big things that's gonna gonna affect the depth is how you feel and how you play. And I think you can take I think because of guys like you guys can take this team from maybe mid forties to low fifty win season. How do you feel you're going to impact this season? Um, the way I know how. Um, you know, if the ball has to go through the league and it's going to, um, if i got to find the hot hand, then we're going to. But I think it all starts with just not talking and doing it. You know, uh, leading by example and practice, uh, showing what I work on. And uh, sometimes I feel like I get too much into running the play that I'm afraid of nothing, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, but that was a big part of what made you so effective during that stretch was because a team that's playing through you, not for the first time in your career, but the first time in those kind of doses where we knew in a game, whether it was you and Tyler coming off the bench or whatever, that you were going to be handled, you were going to be playing this is a little bit of a, a different team. You still got Goran just more the ball handle the whole last year. Jimmy has the ball in his hands from time to time. You can run the uh, dribble handoff stuff through Kelly. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you can do that stuff with. What is a good percentage for you of you playing off the ball, playing on the ball, making plays for other people? How does that usually work? You know, I, I just can't just sit back and play the game and, you know, wanting to make plays for others. You know, but the ball in the sales hand, I know he can make plays for myself and others as well. So for me, it's more of moving without the ball, 
uh, find a different way to score. You can get work, get rebound, you know, playing crazy defense, playing the best player on defense, you know, just, just find it, the gaps in the game and, and kind of close those up for the win. I feel like this team, I ask Eric the same question. I look at each of you guys, in addition to having a team motivation, there seem to be a lot of individual motivations, and those aren't a bad thing. Guys have different reasons. Not a lot of high drafted guys on this team. Um, a lot of guys who maybe there's some doubt with you and Dion coming off the injuries, a couple of rookies who have to prove themselves, undrafted guys on this team. How do you, I mean, even Jimmy, who's the 30th pick in the draft, is just not heavily recruited, you know, how, how do you guys channel? that stuff together and make it work as a team. We're here now. <laughs> no matter what your journey was before you got here, you're here now. And uh, we got to find this culture. I feel like if we don't take anything personally, just compete. You know, when you can trash talk and there's going to be guys wanting your spot, things like that. You got to fight for that here. And I think that's what makes our team who it is. No matter what your paycheck looking like and, and what your practice is looking like, what your game is. I feel like with Jimmy, we talked very much about that fit with him. But there are some organizations that may not want what Jimmy brings because guys can't handle it. But you go, you go at a player, it's just not. Here, that seems to be encouraged. Uh, I, are you going to go? I mean, you want to give it back to him a little bit, right? You want to, I mean, when you're on a practice. If he's messing up, if he's messing up, this is, you forget it. I'm not scared of anybody. So. If I feel a way about something that's going on with, with the game or your game or the locker room, then I'm going to speak up on it. Other than that, like I said, we're not going to take nothing personal. So business. You're one of the uh, players, we fell in love with the group when you first got here. A bunch of guys who were scrappy, and everybody was like, you know what, let's give this group one more chance. And so I think a lot of the fans feel close to you, like, you know, we kind of watched you here for a while. How do you feel about your relationship to Miami, to the fans? Because you've been to a couple places now. But yeah, I, think- I, I love it here. Like I said, by the house is somewhere I want to raise the fans. I came to Miami. Uh, I've been welcomed with, with more, you know, and uh, and I understand the frustration and, and the stress level you guys have for me, and I know how I can be stressed stressed that uh, towards you guys as well, or the fans of Miami. Period. But like I said, it's, it's all love, and I love it here. And, He's going to keep working. When you look at the, uh, the core of this team, you've got some veteran guys, but you've also got some young guys. And uh, we had Chris Mosh on the podcast, and one of the things he said was about the young guys on this team, and at the time it was Jay Rich too, but whether it be Fan or DJJ or, or Justice, Wayne's not here anymore. And he's like, you guys, you got to take it in terms of the leadership. Can you, I know having UD still on the roster here with you, but having some of the vets who've been through some things and seen it and took a leadership role, had a captaincy, all the rest of that, how do you bring that out in guys like Justice and Bam and DJJ? Well, maybe it's not their natural character to kind of be out front, but how do you get them to be there? That's just something that you have to have. I don't think you can force someone to be a leader if they don't have it in other ways is like Derek Rose there. That, that man used to lead by example. He didn't say too many words, but he, you know, he tried it every day in practice, he tried it every day in the games, and you could just tell that he wanted to win. Sometimes leading, you, know, you don't have to say it much. Um, I just think this year, though, is falling back off all that, and I'm doing more of the lead by example and playing hard, things like that. And giving it to young guys like Bam, Jay Bell, if they want that, then go get it. Don't be afraid to you know, try to lead the team, please. 
where Justin's handling the ball as much as he's going to be handling it, or running the one as much as he wants to run the one. And usually the one is the guy who really has to really has to stir the team up. The East uh, is in transition. You just had a, a team won a championship, but they lost one of the three best players in the league. It's no longer there anymore. Philly looks different. Milwaukee made some changes behind Giannis, but Indiana doesn't have Oladipo at the beginning of the year. Boston made changes. When you look at the landscape of the conference, what are the goals here? I think the goal is what it always is. You know, we want to win. And winning the conference is a big step. And, you know, getting the playoffs for us as a, not the same team, but not someone a different team, you know, it is a big step for us. I feel when Jimmy added, the playoffs should be no question. Um, healthy D and healthy D should be no question. Um, and just win it, I don't think. I don't think Philly is lacking. I don't think Indiana is lacking that much about all the people. I know Milwaukee has the MVP. So at the end of the day, it's going to be a dog fight every 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 night. But I, I really do love watching. How, how much? How hard was it for you as you were going through the injuries? Something that you don't like to talk about, but you're hearing the noise about yourself. How hard was it for you to bite your tongue? Um. You know, I know, I knew I was going to go. I knew, I knew it. Um, so the outsiders, everybody else, what they had opinions or they they thought what was going on with me. So that's just here they she say to me it, it wasn't the truth. But then, so it, it was something not the truth. I really I waste my energy on things like that. But uh, you know, so many people tell you who you are and what you are that you don't ever sit back and ask yourself some questions. And I think that's what I did this whole season. I just sat back and asked. And like I said, I'm mental this this whole season. Last question. You still doing the MMA stuff? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. It's yeah, just right part of the whole the training regimen. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now I'm at the uh, KO Fitness. I've been working on the hands. Oh, yeah? Just boxing. So it's a, it's a whole different vibe, a whole different workout. You know the whole league is scared of you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should be scared of you. He, he, he's crazy. Honestly. I'm saying. <laughs> Because your name gets brought up when they talk about toughest guys in the league. Your name is always either first or second brought up. Yeah. Usually, D, UD is the other one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> UD, number one. All right, James Johnson here on the Five yeah, on the Floor podcast. Guys. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Nice to meet you, brother. Pleasure. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.